Hello, everybody, and welcome back to iZombie Radio, your source for everything iZombie-related on the DCTV Podcast Network. My name's Chris King. I'm one of your co-hosts, and we are here to talk about the Season 2 finale, the two-parter. We're finishing up our our rewatch and uh, our rewatch reviews um, with this with this uh, two-part finale here. But before we get into that, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Blaze Hopkins. Blaze, how you doing, man? I am feeling a little tired, but I am very excited to talk about these final two episodes, and it fe- does not feel like the show is actually, like, finally back. I'm very, I'm just very excited. For sure. Sh- Sure. No, me too. I'm. It just it seems like we've been waiting forever, and now that it's finally here, it, it kind of it doesn't seem real exactly. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting, and yeah, April fourth. It's it's about a week from when we're recording this, so I I can't wait. And uh, we also have Mr. Sean Carpenter. Sean, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Life's kind of been a little topsy turvy. I'm currently recording from my car in a parking lot at a park. That is now the ninth location I've recorded a podcast from. One more and I think I get a free location or a free Froyo or something. I don't remember what's on the uh, punch card that I have. <laughs> I, feel, I Hey, man, you gotta. sometimes we got to record where we got to record, you know? I, I've recorded a few of these the, in my garage, so... My house is just a madhouse at the moment, so I had to get away from it all to be in a slightly more quiet environment. I don't know if a parking lot is technically the most quiet place, but we'll see. Whatever it <laughs> takes, man. Good. Yeah, exactly. Again, we uh, we, we appreciate the, the commitment and the dedication to the show. Um but yeah, guys, so as, as I mentioned in the opening, we're going to be talking about the Season 2 finale, um, which is Episodes 18 and 19 um, of the season Deadbeat and Salivation Army. But before we get into them, um, we're going to quickly, just briefly, I'm just going to list off some news things um, that you can check out. We're all kind of trying to stay away from the most part from uh, the behind-the-scenes and kind of... Um, the you know the the kind of previews and clips from the premiere that have come out recently. I know there's one with Alan Mishaka um, that involves her scene uh, a scene of her and Blaine together, and I think there's one with Malcolm Goodwin as well. You can probably find those on um, you know either I guess on YouTube the CW has posted them or uh, uh, on the iZombie Facebook or Twitter pages. I'm pretty sure. Um, but so those are out there for people who wanna who want to kind of check those out before uh, before the season three premiere hits. Um, and then we've also uh, got uh, we also have in um, kind of news directly tied to Rahul uh, the promo for his episode of Supergirl, which will air on April twenty fourth, I believe that Monday is. Um, dropped on monday uh so if you want to check that out if you're a supergirl fan as well um you can see kind of you know it's just it's just a couple 
couple shots of him in it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's definitely shared it on his like Instagram and his Twitter. Um, but it's also again that's on the CW's YouTube channel as well. He's 100 percent shared it on his social media sites. Cool, because <laughs> that's where I first saw it was on Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, one other quick uh, quick news item I wanted to mention, which I actually just I think it's been out for a couple days now, but I just saw it today, which is um, TV Guides released uh, some like short interview clips with the whole cast. And one was them talking about the potential for a musical episode, um, and oh. it's really, yeah, and it's it's I really funny, that. yeah, it's it's good. And obviously, David Anders and Ali Mashaka are for it. Rose and Malcolm are for it, and then you get to Rahul and uh, Robert Buckley, and they're just like, ah, no, 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 thanks. Um, and there's even I think it's even Rose who jokes about. Um, about them just kind of playing bongos in the background. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, we've seen other shows do musical episodes before, even just most recently. If you're a, if you're a fan of Flash and the Supergirl, they did a musical crossover, uh, which was really, really entertaining. I, I really enjoyed it. And it was it fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the most fun episode of The Flash this season. Uh, and and uh, I've, I've not enjoyed the season of The Flash, spoiler alert. But, uh, and, um, and yeah, I, uh, and there's definitely enough musical talent on the show, you know, whether you're talking about what we've seen from David Anders just in the episodes, we've seen Rose, you know, on the country, uh, country music brain, Allie has a music, has had a music career, I think she might still do music with her sister, and then, uh, Malcolm, I don't know, but apparently he's at least game to sing, so. (laughs) He talked about it at. Uh, San Diego Comic Con last year, someone uh, mentioned it to him at at least at my table because oh, okay. cool. we brought up that David Anders wanted to do a musical episode and be like, "Yeah, I can sing. I mean, I'm not the most talented singer, but I can sing." And then goes and makes fun of Robert Buckley for his inability to sing, uh, yeah. or something like that. They all joked about it. No, definitely common thread. Even uh, Rob Thomas <laughs> joked about it. I mean, I think it would be a fun thing to possibly do in season four, um, but you know that where you know live and you know potentially major if he's still a zombie and everything, eat the brain of somebody. Kind of like what Scrubs did, um, where the person's like mental condition makes them. Uh, you know, envision everyone singing. I think kind of doing a concept like that would be cool, but we'll see. I mean, it's definitely not happening in season three, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But, uh, but, but before we get into the future and any kind of, you know, predicting <laughs> and, and talking about that, we got to focus on the past one last time, guys. We're doing our rewatch review here. Final one, season two, episodes 18 and 19. Deadbeat and Salivation Army, the two-part finale. Oh man, probably again. I would say, personally for me, I think we, I, you know, maybe mentioned this before in an earlier show, but two of the very best, if not the best, episodes iZombie has ever done. Definitely the most jam-packed episodes mm-hmm. the show has ever done, um, and just a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, 
So, you know, I just want to kick it off with you guys, Blaze. Uh, you know, there's so much in this episode. You know, what what would what for you, if you had to pick, like, one, one moment to really talk about, what would it be? Um, well, let me say well done. I really enjoyed that, uh, that transition. Uh, <laughs> you wordsmith. That's, you know, that's, that's what they teach you in college, kids. You become an English major and, uh, you know, the you words. You learn words. Just, you learn words, kids. Stay in school. Um, uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm a comm major. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, I, I take offense to that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> we learn how to use our words. We don't just learn words. We learn how to debate with said words. Fair enough, Sean. And Fair specifically, enough. we learn how to dissect television shows to the point where people never want to watch it with us. That's where Fair. I fall into it. Fair enough. Well, we can, we can debate the, the uh, merits of a communications major versus an English major on another podcast. But Blaze, what, what, <laughs> so, back that? on topic. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so diving into uh, episode 18, like... It's just amazing how much build-up we really experience in the episode. And, uh, and like, this episode focuses primarily on, like, the reveal to Clive that, uh, about zombies and everything. And I think for me that's just, like, like, that is the focal point of the episode. And, uh, and I think it's our first taste at kind of, like, what would happen if humans or like an outsider really did you know learn about something like this and discover this um luckily clive we get such a like small personal account of it but uh but i think it's just like so emotional um of a display i guess between him and Liv, and uh that obviously impacts like him and bazio but uh i don't know that just really like took over the episode for me yeah for sure i mean the whole Episode 18 and, and the episode 19, too, but particularly 18, I think, shows just how, you know, how much, uh, how important the uh, Clive-Live relationship is to the show. And again, I think we kind of take it for granted sometimes because we're focusing on, you know, oh, what's going on with Live and, Rage- uh, Live and Ragers? Wow. Live and Majors, uh <laughs> You you know I only got four hours sleep last night when Max um, Major. <laughs> yeah, I could use, I, well, I could I could use some Max right here right now. Or Live to super, the Max. Live to the Max. Super Max. Or, but uh, I'm gonna miss saying that on here. Um, Live to the Max. But uh, yeah, I uh, no, I agree with you. I mean, that's the main standout moment from episode 18, right? It, like it, it obviously it ties into the major storyline because you know Liv confesses you know or doesn't confess but she clues Clive in on what's going on with zombies in an effort to save Major and so that she doesn't have to give him the cure so that he you know doesn't forget who he is and and everything um but and it's it's a heart that that whole uh situation too that she is confronted with that choice is is heartbreaking in its own way and emotional in its own way. Uh, uh, but, you know, it also says a lot that Liv is willing to trust Clive with this, is willing to, you know, uh, 
go out and show him and 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 talk to him and and uh, and prove that zombies and prove that zombies actually exist. And then, um, obviously, it's also very you know very emotional and very telling of the relationship too. That Clive is the one who then you know helps her and essentially doesn't just destroy his potential career with the FBI, but destroys his relationship with Basio in the process too. Cause he can't, he can't, he can't tell her that because, you know, Liv's trusted him and he values that trust more than ever, anything. Um, God, their breakup scene still is just like, ugh, it's so tough to watch, but uh, it's just so sad. But now I, I agree with you. That is definitely, uh, there's, there's obviously a lot more that happens in that first part uh, of the finale, but that, that is the kind of key moment for sure. Um, Sean, what about you? Uh, what really stood out to me the most was how the show manages to keep its lighthearted, goofy tone even through all this serious nonsense that is going on. Like, zombies are real, but let's take a moment to crack a joke here and there because we can't be too serious because, you know, we're the funnier show. We're the comedic show of the DC genre. But at the same time, we got to get down and dirty because ish is going to get real. <laughs> I definitely agree <laughs> with you. I mean, like like they had uh, Ken Marino guest star as uh, Brant Stone. And he's just like another <laughs> one of those amazing like Johnny Frost type characters who like he just he, it's so amazing. It's, it, like, like he fits in the perfect way because he almost doesn't fit. If that makes sense. No, definitely. Uh, uh, I I agree. Um, and it also just shows too again just like the deep bench of actors that Rob Thomas has because Ken Marino worked with them on Party Down and Veronica Mars. Um, and I agree with what you guys are saying. It's it's so it's impressive how easily iZombie is able to switch genres throughout these two episodes, right? Like especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about both of them, so we can talk about um, Salvation Army episode 19 as well. Especially when we get to the Max Rager massacre and, and we have the full-blown zombies, you know, the Romeros going after, uh, you know, Clive and, and Liv and Major. We're going from horror film to a- uh, action movie to, you know, to comedy, to drama. It's all, and it's all just, it's balanced so well. And... I really can't think of another show on TV that does that balancing act as well as iZombie. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think the show just knows kind of like exactly what it wants to be in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know. And I think when you get on that that type of a plane, like they can just have so much fun with it at that point because they sort of know what the fan base is looking for out of the show. For sure, definitely. Um, I'd I'd agree with that, and I would say you know that um, this episode. What I appreciate too is it does so many things that are different mm-hmm. um, with without ever it never, but it never stops feeling like an episode of I Zombie. So even though we get more action and and you know violence and 
and obviously we get the introduction of like the game changer that is Fillmore Graves, mm-hmm. um, which is a great, great cliffhanger to end the season on. Just it's just such a what the hell kind of moment. You know, we're kind of left looking at the end of the episode the same way that Liv looks, like mouth agape, like oh, mm-hmm. what the hell. Um, and uh, but it never stops feeling like the the show that we know and love, despite all these new things it's kind of trying out. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, even, like... Like, yeah, I definitely... And I think that's what's fun, is, like, it's just gonna keep escalating. Um, Like you said, with, like, Fillmore Graves and everything, like, yeah, they just seem, like, on a whole nother level, which feels amazing, because, like, Vaughn is such a great villain in this season. Mm -hmm. Um... And he's so goofy, but he's like he's just so powerful and goofy. Whereas uh, they are obviously powerful and serious and sort of possibly feel like they have intentions uh, of like wanting zombies to reveal themselves because they feel like they're the dominant race. They're very serious. Yeah, and the fact too that they're like you know this like shady secret military organization you know this like group of mercenaries Vaughn obviously is dangerous in his own way i mean we see that at the end of the episode mm-hmm. um and we've seen it throughout the season too uh or so we see that at the end of the finale and we've seen it throughout the season but uh but yeah this is a whole new type of villain a whole new type of threat you know a militarized highly trained group of zombie soldiers essentially and from what we see of vivian in the two episodes here she's pretty damn ruthless (laughs) yeah pretty much makes mr boss and his gang look like dust in the wind in comparison she's she's the major leagues he's the minors at this point yeah yeah Um, for uh for sure no, for, uh, definitely. Well, and Sean, you bring up Mr. Boss. Now, that's really the only thread, uh, I guess, of the finale that's still a little bit left open. We do get some kind of closure with um, with Peyton, uh, or you know, with with the Peyton storyline with with Blaine kind of taking out a whole lot of Mr. You know, Mr. Boss's right hand right hand men, and also that now you know Blaine is this. It seems like Blaine is definitely, he's definitely not faking. This is a real, you know, uh, he really does have amnesia. So we do get some closure there. Um, but but that storyline, everything involving, you know, Ravi and Major, or excuse me, Ravi and Major, Ravi and Blaine and Peyton, what did you think about that? Did you? How did you like, uh, you know, that storyline in particular? You know, because uh, the rekindling of, uh, of Ravi and Peyton, but also by the end, the possibility of something between Payton and, and Blaine too. It definitely will create yet another huge shipping war that had already begun, that was in the middle of a ceasefire, that has now gone back to full blown ship war. Because there are so many people on either side, and as much as. Uh, Blaine and Peyton are like adorable, like in a weird sense of the word, because he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like Ravi needs needs this more, because 
Blaine ain't the same Blaine anymore. He's only the same Blaine in the same aspect as his body remembers how to do all the things that he had done. But he has no recollection of how scummy he was as a person. Like, how bad of a guy he was. So, I think that's why Peyton took a liking to him in the first place. Because he was such a bad boy. Because he was different. And she fell back on Ravi once she, you know, once she realized that Ravi really is the better fit, the more reliable fit. Definitely. You kind of bring up the bad boy angle there. It's even referenced in the episode with Ravi saying, joking that he's going to be a bad boy now. And, you know, Peyton says, I don't buy into the whole nice guy's finished last thing. But if we're, t- if we're to take that final scene between the three of them, it kind of it kind of seems, you know, Ravi's left on the outside there. He, believe me, he goes through a huge change in this two-hour finale. You know, he, he, accidentally or not, he kills a person. And then he does he does rush in there once he gets the nerve with, with the guns. He's ready to take out some people to, to save Peyton. But he still he doesn't end up being the, the quote unquote hero of the hour, you know. Right. I just really want Ravi to be happy. <laughs> That's all. Same here. Same here. Yeah, it's really like oh, it's so tragic. Like because uh, yeah. One, I think what makes it just so frustrating of a situation is because you know they. Her, him and Peyton get to the point where they are like what making out, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, ma- uh Major and Liv, um, walk in on them. They yeah, walk in. Yeah. Yeah, and they make the, they make the joke about you know Major makes the joke about the air mattress. I'm not needing it mm-hmm. anymore. And uh, yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, they um, like I don't know. I think that's just what makes it so frustrating is because we literally see, um, them come back together like that. And and then yeah, just that we throughout the episode get all of these instances where, like Ravi, I mean he's such a great character because exactly like there are so many times like when he has to um whether he kills uh the henchman whose name I'm blanking on and uh, but just to see him kind of react and and it's like he does what is necessary. And even though he struggles to kind of, like, accept it, like, he thinks he killed somebody, I don't know, I think it's just, like, he still is, We like, we still know as viewers that how, like, honorable and, like, tough he actually can be when it calls for it, but yeah, then we, in that final scene, it's just, like, Blaine is a survivor, like, no matter what, and I don't know, I think he, he just is, like, fine, like, you know, he's more fine with dying, I guess, than Robbie is. Well... It's 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 um it's also the idea of like kind of nature versus nurture, right? Like he doesn't know any um anything, you know, he doesn't know who these people are exactly. He doesn't know who he used to be. I mean, he's found out at this point, but it's like you said the survivor kind of attitude to him the instincts kick in this kind of, I guess, survive survival instincts in a way. And he's able to pick up a gun and take guys out. And he just does it. He just acts. 
without yeah. like you know and uh and that's a really interesting thing right it's it's kind of an interesting development with his amnesia that he's like all right you know what like i might not remember whether i was a uh you know a good guy or the worst villain seattle's ever seen but you know what i'm gonna i know how to use a gun i know how to Well, I think it's even, I think it's honestly just like guilt. And I think that's what makes it worse is that like Ravi basically, you know, tries to take the like aggressive, brutally honest uh, angle because he also finds out in the heat of the moment, like that Blaine and Peyton got together. And, uh, and so he wants Blaine to feel bad because he now on top of just kind of getting a chance at all, he finds out that happened and he knows that Blaine doesn't deserve this and sort of like, why did it happen? Have to be like Peyton in his mind, you know? And, uh, and I think that almost, that is probably what pushed Blaine at the end because he, these past couple episodes, he just constantly hears more and more and like gets to see in people's reactions to him and everything like, and how they treat him, like how terrible of a person he actually was. Mm-hmm. And now he gets probably the word, like the one person that basically did give him a chance gets into a crap situation because of him. And he's really feeling it because of how much Robbie's laying it on him. Like, it, I don't know. It just makes it so much worse. Not for sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think that's one of the most interesting things for season three, right? Is not even so much the, the love triangle necessarily, but just how Blaine's going to fit in now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm really curious to see. I mean, we kind of got the spoiler a couple weeks ago that his new occupation is going to have him like playing the piano and, or, you know, or at least singing, uh, it sounds like. Um, so I, we don't know exactly what he'll be doing, but I want to see how, you know, he's going to fit into, is he going to become a part of this team? Will they let him after everything he's done before, you know, because I feel like no matter, you know, whether he saves Peyton or not, whether he, you know, gives them information that they need or not, whether he says he's on their side, they're always going to be thinking in the back of their heads, especially, you know, major and, and live. Uh, we've seen this guy do some really, really terrible things, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I mean, what's he, he literally converted Liv. Yeah, he turned Liv, and he essentially killed Major. Mm-hmm. Uh, so killed Lowell. Killed? Oh God, yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, killed um, Major's kids. Killed? Yeah, killed all the kids. Um, yeah, it's just sent Liv's brother to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I mean that wasn't him necessarily, but, uh, but he caused it. Health. He did indirectly for sure, for sure. Um, killed an astronaut, but we can keep going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but yeah, at least he nice. played that good joke on his dad by wearing the old makeup. <laughs> that was brilliant. That's <laughs> still one of my favorite favorite scenes of the season, easily. Uh, it's so good. Um, now nah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what Blaine's got up his, uh, his sleeves this, uh, this coming season. But, um, one, but, uh, one thing I don't want to forget to talk about, um, is cause you know, we, we mentioned the tough thing that Clive has to do for Liv, 
you know, when he essentially you know, he sacrifices a relationship with Bazio and any future together with her, um, you know, Liv has to do something tough for Clive near the end of the ep- uh, of the finale too, when she she has to kill Drake in order to save him. Um, and in a way, it's this kind of you know, it's this reciprocal thing in a way, right? Where you know. Clive's not killing Bazio or anything, but he's he's killing any chance they have together, um, and, and to 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 help live to save live, and she does the same. You know, she she, uh, she you know she straight up shoots Drake. I mean, yeah, he's gone. He's full Romero at this point, mm-hmm. but you never know. I mean, if they found a way to sedate him and Ravi was working on something, you know, it's there's always that chance. But so you're um, telling again, me. I, there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's again, it's a really, I mean, it's 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 really heartbreaking and sad. I'm glad that they they finally said that whenever Liv gets another love interest, he's not going to die because she's man, she's got a bad record with the with the fellas, um, and I feel bad for her. But uh, but no, it's again shows the strength of that connection, and I. And I think it's kind of beautiful and tragic in a way that it plays out that way, right? That that she that they both have to kind of put an end to their relationships, put an end to their chance at happiness with them, with them, in order to to help and save the other. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, I mean, yeah, because like just seeing the the emotion in this episode like we you kind of touched on it earlier but uh yeah we have to watch clive like you said end things with bazio and it's probably one of the most heartbreaking things and ends to a relationship um that we've seen because it's not necessarily like clive asks to be put in that position and he doesn't really deserve it either but it is it comes down to a zombie outbreak possibly happening. And, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the same thing on the other end. Like you said, maybe they can create a cure or they do find a way to, like, revert Drake and stuff. And, uh, but Liv in the moment kind of realizes that the chances are slim and she would rather have Clive around because, uh, she at least knows she can save him, like, a sure thing. Definitely, definitely, and um, I think too we had to, we should mention, um, and and Sean, I know this is something you brought up before we got into the pot, uh, before we started recording, which is you know that scene with Clive where he considers taking his own life instead of becoming yeah. his um yeah he's um, like I've got three bullets left, two for the zombies and one for myself. Yeah, and. I, I mean, you're. I, I don't want to take what you were saying before. You know, before we started recording. I mean, you kind of, you kind of had some, you know, some good stuff to say about that. Just how, you know, how dark that was, and and everything. Um, it's a, it's a really, it's a dark and kind of powerful moment. But I think it also, I think we all can agree. We were kind of again all discussing this a little bit before. That it's it's still very much 
in Clive's character. It's true to his character that moment. As as dark and as you know sad as it is that he wouldn't want to become a zombie. That's that is Clive. You know he 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 doesn't want to he doesn't want to give up who he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, Clive's sort of like the last human and like real connection we actually have, and uh, and yeah, it's just always great to see him sort of stick to his guns and like his character never changes, and uh, and I like that he, we can sort of always rely to him to be our like to see him hold on to his humanity. Also, on a purely superficial level, I don't really i can't really see the character with white hair it just kind of like i'm imagining it right now and it's just kind of freaking me out like i'm like don't mm. one they would either have to construct a really really awesome wig or two malcolm's bleaching his hair like david andrews was <laughs> and that's that's a pain in the butt right there <laughs> To like even get it anywhere that isn't orange, like he's no, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think you know as we're seeing with Major, he could always dye it. <laughs> but, True, uh, but Major did have a couple gray streaks before he he dyed it when he reverted back. Yeah, uh, that is true. That is true. Um. Also, but, uh, it would be expensive on a policeman's salary to constantly be purchasing hair dye. <laughs> Just well, saying. <laughs> well, well, luckily, you know, if that had happened to Clive or whoever it happens to, they don't have to worry about Max Rager uh, taking them out anymore because I think we need to, we need to, you know, pour one out for uh, for Mr. Von Du Clark and, and Rita as well. I mean, such such great villains throughout the whole season, and I think we can all agree too. They they end they they go out um, they go out in in the way they should. <laughs> I'm gonna miss them so much. Um, they went out in maximum style. Ah, nice, well, very nice. They just... maxed their time on the show out. <laughs> I think I got it. All right, we're good. (laughs) I just love that. uh, I love the whole way that the the like meltdown at the party and the zombie outbreak at the party even starts. Um, Yeah, like you said, I love that. It's just this amazing, epic, like panic situation until that point where they finally get caught and. uh, or at least Vaughn and everything, and uh, and how like just from the moment the scientists like do recreate the combination because it's nice to return to kind of the same thing that started the whole show off, but getting to revisit it from a third party perspective more and like have fun with it and just see like how truly you know Dawn of the Dead and classic zombie. Um, things things were at the boat party and everything and uh and then yeah it just all builds up to like the panic and vaughn of course like being one of the last to survive it just feels like a a great like epic movie like zombie movie ending yeah oh no definitely it's 
it's <laughs> it's I zombie going into full full on zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really is. It's it's you know it's cool. It's like it's them getting the chance to be like you know we're never probably going to be able to do this too much again. Uh, you know because our zombies you know walk and talk and act like normal people for the most part. Um, but yeah, man, the the zombies come out to play. There's some great action. They even kill. They even kill Rob Thomas. Um, <laughs> I sh- Sean, I know that affected you very much. I just kind of want to forget about it. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, the whole Rob Thomas being killed off sort of affected me, only because. Now we don't have Matchbox 20 existing in that universe. <laughs> it Both. literally killed any chance of a Matchbox 20 reunion. He lives on <laughs> until the brain wears off in all the other zombies. I was going to say, you know, we, we do get the guy playing playing the music at the end. Uh, yeah. And then we get the one... I mean, you can't come up... You might not be able to... Uh, what's it called? I mean, you got a rival for puns, man, in this episode. Because I forget the one zombie says, "Isn't they or is it?" I, no, it's Liv. I think, right? This is how a skull breaks. Yeah, I think she, she's the one who says. Yep. <laughs> um, this show is as punny as you would think it is. You just kind of have to dig a bit and know what they're referencing to get these puns, which I gratefully enjoy, especially a second time through. Actually third time through it for me because i remember watching this with my girlfriend a couple months ago when she was binging the series i think i don't remember uh it's been a while no it's all all good my friend all good and now i've got matchbox 20 stuck in my head (laughs) oh gosh i do love though that they follow up on vaughn's love of rob thomas because you know he does the the song and the terrible commercial we see a few episodes back mm-hmm. and <laughs> that and he, the geeky scientists all sing while they're zombifying themselves yeah 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 and <laughs> and it's just uh i just love to his reaction like when he starts playing in the crowd it's like ah and I, and I love, too, obviously, you know, Rob Thomas, uh, you know, he, uh, what's it called? He co-wrote the episode with uh, with Diane uh, uh, Ruggiero Wright, and um, I always, I'm probably mispronouncing her name, which I feel terrible about because I've met her twice now, and she's a lovely person. Uh, but She I'm is terrible. fantastic. I'm terrible at pronounce, uh, pronouncing things. But, yeah, no, but even, even just, like... Uh, when the security guard, when Clive's trying to get in, man, Rob Thomas, he just blame it on him. He gets away with everything. <laughs> like... I'm with the band. <laughs> I'm with yeah. the band. Yeah. Probably because uh... that guy couldn't deny it. Yeah. Oh, Rob Thomas. But I think uh... also just that scene, like you had mentioned with Fillmore Graves too. It just, I think it shows how. I think they're still going to have so much of a fun side to them, similarly to Vaughn. Um, yeah. And I think that just comes with being powerful, but just how... Just the, the, the picture of them, like, sitting on the stage, like, eating the brain while the one guy's singing, like you said, and they're just, like, so casual. 
you know, you could say you could say Rob Thomas is feeling pretty unwell. Uh, <laughs> well played, well played. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. I'll take that one. Um, anyway, I mean, we could have we could have gone to a different side of things, but you know. <laughs> Dude, there you go, man. You're up in the game. Up in the game. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I I agree with you, though, Blaze. Like, even the little bit we see of Vivian where she um, is, you know, tells off uh, Vaughn about the type of types of drinks and stuff like that. Like, and, and, and when we see them again on the stage, these, these guys are going to be definitely they're going to be more dangerous and lethal, but they're still going to be fun. I mean... Mm-hmm. No one's gonna be Von Du Clark. No, no one will ever be Von Du Clark. But uh, who, man, he is a real bastard too with what he does with the opening of the doors and just like it is. Oh man! And so the fact that he gets his his head essentially his skull broken open and his brains eaten by his do- zombie daughter is, as I said before, it's fitting. And, and just as it's fitting, that major is the one that takes out Rita. Um, ah man, it's just this whole episode is just—it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. But, but uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything else uh, that you would want to add because uh, there is just so much to talk about, uh, and I feel like we could literally go on forever um, talking about it. But anything else from the the two-part finale guys that you guys want to make sure we touch upon anything else that we didn't really cover um i have i just have one quick thing with uh i really i love when uh again going back to just one last thing is uh returning to that scene with clive major and lib thinking kind of this might be the end for them um Mm -hmm. i really love the joint line between lib and major um, it's like a very heroic line where they're just like, "Oh, you wouldn't be like if they if they turn Clive, they're like he's like I I don't want to be one of them," like pointing to the Romero zombies, and he's and they both are like, "Not one of them, one of us," and like, one it just makes me happy to hear Major say that more specifically, mm-hmm. because Definitely. it's such a great line, but also just with what might be on the horizon for him and how he always happens to get tied up into bad things like i hope that he doesn't fully lose his way well it was also like how he was in the first season when he first discovered about zombies he was all gung-ho about killing them now that he's one of them he sees it from well again to make a really bad rob thomas pun a different side of things (laughs) yeah no for sure to sure. rehash a joke I've already used. <laughs> uh, we're not we're not editing that one out, John. We're not editing that one out. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Please I, don't edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, no, I agree with you guys. And even I, I mean, this is going in a little bit of a different direction, but it's another kind of Clive Live moment that involves Major, which it's one of probably the best exchange from the entire night is when Rita is listing the things, and she's like, we've all done this, we've all done this, she's like, and we've all seen Major naked, and Clive's like, I haven't seen, and then Liv just cuts him off. Um, I Again, I forgot, I had forgotten about it when I was rewatching it, so when it actually happened, I was like, God 
damn, that is that is some real sharp writing. And and Clive in general in this episode, you know, just with his reactions to the prison themes, white people, and like, <laughs> and even his even his lines to Major about being like Private Ryan and everything. He's this is a great. Uh, it's a great, it's a great uh, episode for lines from Clive for sure. He gets Malcolm Goodwin got a lot of good stuff in this one. Oh, definitely. He he came out with the best lines for the episode, like overall, for both of these episodes really. And uh, it just kind of sucks that he got the uh, crap end of the stick with his relationship. Yeah, yeah. I just want him to be happy too. It's just <laughs> for a once. Shame. It's just a shame because he's just so like natural and Blaze. I know you kind of mentioned it um, like earlier before we recorded uh, too when we were just like discussing this, just about how human they are and um, and just how like they are kind of in a way the most human couple on the show because there is. You know, there's no real, like, kind of life-threatening, world-ending, zombie-ish issues going on with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, uh, it's a shame. And, I mean, Jessica Harmon and and Malcolm Goodwin are just, they're really good together. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's funny. Quick, quick tangent, quick side note. Seeing Jessica Harmon on iZombie versus seeing her on The 100 is... It's like night and day difference because Bazio is such a fun, bubbly character, and then um, who she plays on the hundred is just like this, like somber, very thoughtful person. I, she's girl's got range. She's got range. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say the same exact thing. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just interesting, but um, but yeah, uh, a lot of again, a lot of good stuff in this episode or in this finale. You know, sad stuff. Emotional stuff, funny stuff, exciting stuff, and uh, I just really can't wait to get into season three. Oh, you're telling me, dude. You're telling me. Yeah. And, oh, and one last thing I want to quickly mention uh, is with the Peyton and Ravi and Blaine storyline, I'm really happy they didn't make Peyton into a full damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Um, that we do see her, you know, readying to escape when they come in. Um, because we've seen Peyton be such a strong kind of badass character since she was. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. (laughs) No, she don't. No, she don't. (laughs) She's, she's, she's just unfortunately at the center of the love triangle. (laughs) She didn't, she didn't, she didn't choose the love triangle life. It chose her. Um, again, happens. Yes. Yes, it does. But, uh, but yeah, um, but just here, real quick, guys. Again, any any last thoughts? Anything you want to add? I'm I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much exhausted. <laughs> all my uh, all my notes for the episode. No, I, I, pretty much everything I wanted to say too. Yeah, I cleared up everything. Unless you're okay with me making more Matchbox Twenty jokes, but I think I ran out. <laughs> and on that note, um, that was just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding around. Well, I think we can all say too that this finale does a great job. You know, where the season one finale, I think it's a, it's a solid, really emotional gut punch of an ending where Liv can't, you know, she can't help her brother. Um, it didn't really propel us into the second season that well necessarily. Whereas, I mean, 
the ending to this season, it it's just boom. Now we have this new threat, Fillmore Graves. We have all these new conflicts. I mean, Fillmore Graves literally has taken the place of Max Rager. They're literally taking over the office mm-hmm. and everything. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they paid for I, it. Which I had forgotten about until I watched this, too, because I even think when we were discussing the photos the other week, the, the season three photos, I was like, oh, that looks like Max Rager. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no crap it does, because it's Fillmore Grace. It's the same place. Because just, uh, it is Max Rager. <laughs> yeah, just just a little more, uh, a little bit different decorating. I don't think they're going to douche it up as much as Vaughn had. Um, it's but, it's uh, a new coat of paint. New coat yeah, of paint. For sure, for sure. It's going to be a little paler, um, you know, a little more white. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I think it just, again, it's great. It's two of the best episodes they've ever done. And it really, you know, brings us into season three, an exciting note, you know, like with things you said with about Major, where his, where his uh, you know, um, allegiance is going to lie. Obviously, where's Liv going to go? I mean, it's a moral dilemma that we just have from the start of the season. Um, and, and the fact, too, that all the promo material we've seen from season three, it seems like we're kicking off like pretty much immediately after, uh, which is, which is also really exciting. Um, so, uh, yeah, but we'll save more season three talk for after we, for when we actually, after, uh, we see the premiere next week. But, uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for our final rewatch and, uh, and review. Um, if you've been listening since the start, when we've been doing these, you know, way back when, when we started with the season one, uh, rewatches and reviews in the summer. Um, uh, just thank you guys so much. Uh, we really, really appreciate all the support. We started this podcast back in July of last year of 2016. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just really, it just really means a lot that, that you guys have been listening and, and that, uh, and that we've made it. We finally made it to the premiere after all this, like almost 10 months of waiting. Um, so, Real quick, just wanted to say thank you guys from uh, from I think from all of us from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate it. Uh, but now, uh, after that sentimental note, it's time for shameless plugs. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Sean, why don't you start us off, man? Where can the good people find you? Um, basically everywhere at Smarky Sean. I mean, unless I'm not on that social media platform, then that might be some other bozo posing as me. Uh, but I better hope not, because I'll find them. Um, I also am the uh, pop culture editor. That's my title, I think, right? Uh, the pop culture <laughs> editor over at the Marvel Report. I do game news. I do toy news, merchandise news, etc., etc. I have a bunch of uh, other things going on there as well. Uh, some game reviews that are eventually gonna come out, as well as some animation reviews that I totally have started writing. Uh, Andy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then I also do another podcast where we talk about all the other comic booky shows, including Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Voltron, because technically it's a comic book show now, because there is a comic book. Uh, Power Rangers, Super Sentai, and the like. And that is the Geekishly Toku podcast. Um, technically was supposed to record an episode of that today, but I'm still not caught up on television. So once I do that, you'll hear from me soon somewhere else <laughs> on the interwebs. 
But yeah, that's it. Awesome. And Blaze, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Blaze Hopkins. Um, TV reviews coming out for TVOverMind.com. Uh, Flash, Supergirl, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, some other stuff. You can find that all there. And then hoping to pick up comic reviews again over at the Marvel Report, um, as well as uh, be on the lookout for Chris and Mine's uh, Iron Fist reviews for the Marvel Report video reviews on YouTube. Yes, we... Uh... Blaze and I are reviewing Iron Fist. Uh, it's not nearly as much fun as reviewing iZombie, but hey, you know, check it's it out. It's a thing. Yeah. We're expanding it's our a, horizons. We're, we're expanding our horizons. <laughs> we're, try, we're, we're not just talking about great shows anymore, guys. We're also talking about pretty mediocre. <sighs> um, <laughs> it's a thing for your eyeballs, and you are able to watch it. Chris. You, you might are. enjoy it. Review, oh, man. <laughs> Wrecked. Well, well, I... What you said? Oh, dude, yeah, I, I'm sorry, especially, like, episode six, like, so that's the last one critics saw, I just watched it, uh, today, I just, it's just not, ugh. the show, the show is like, hey, I have some hope, and then, no, it just, it goes away, um, well, if, here's hope for Defenders, then, it says a lot when iZombie has better fight sequences than Iron Fist, that's all I'm gonna say, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Chris, oh uh, is it better than Power Rangers? Are the fight sequences still better than Power Rangers? I need to know. I enjoy, I yeah, enjoy somebody... the fight sequences of Power Rangers more, but that's again the TV that... show. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. All not right. Saying, I'm not saying they're, they're technically better, but they're more enjoyable. But that is another—they're <laughs> not technically better for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the wire work in Iron Fist. Okay, all right, I'm going off on a tangent here. Chris, so, on this rampage. is a DC podcast, so, <laughs> not a Marvel uh, podcast. That's why we're wrecking guys... the other side. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> we hate, we obviously hate Marvel. That's why we all write for a site called the Marvel Report. <laughs> right. We're 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 sleeper agents. Don't tell them, guys. Um, anyway, Hail Hydra. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so you guys can find me reviewing uh, Iron Fist with Blaze. Uh, so check those out, and then you can find me on Twitter at Seekinger13. That's where I'll be posting all my reviews, which you can find on TVOverMind.com as well. Reviewing New Girl, Arrow, Supergirl, Homeland, and when it returns this Tuesday on April 4th, you can see my reviews of iZombie. Uh, And I would implore you to please check them out because it helps me out, and I think I write write good. um... He uses his (laughs) fancy words there. I I do, I do. Words words like plethora. Ooh, fancy. Which both mean the same thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's how fancy I am. But yeah, guys, um, so be sure to check, check, us all, uh, check us out you know, on Twitter. Reach out to us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also, most importantly, follow iZombie Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at iZombie Radio. Um, make sure you're also, if you haven't already, subscribe to our iTunes feed, the iZombie Radio one. Uh, Sean has told me that the DC TV podcast feed might be a little wonky at the moment. So I'll get back to you on that. Okay. So it it might be, it might not be, we're not sure, but if you want to make sure you're getting our show, make sure you subscribe to the iZombie radio iTunes feed or find us on Stitcher or whatever. 
And uh, please rate and review us because that really helps us, especially with exposure. And now that the new season's starting, there might be you know more people that are looking for an iZombie podcast. And we would like to be the number one iZombie podcast out there. Um, because we are. And, oh, yeah, we are. I think I just found someone playing Pokemon Go in their car. <laughs> all right. So before this gets off too much off the rails, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's all good. It's impeding my access to leave. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us. Make sure again, if you're in the U.S., iZombie season three kicks off this Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, April fourth, um, at nine o'clock on the CW. And if you're in other regions, international uh, regions, uh, you can look it up. But I know Netflix will be uh, putting on the episodes every week as well, so you should be able to find it once you watch the episode. Make sure you check out our podcast, which. Uh, we'll get back to you guys, but we'll probably be posting it, you know, a day or two after the episode airs. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Again, thank you guys so much for the support. As always, we really appreciate it. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, night, slash whenever you're listening. And take care. Bye-bye now.